your rosebud of a brain right now. My rosebud of a your brain. Your rosebud of a brain. What is my what, what is my rosebud of a brain? It's just where you're being a little bit like it's this been like punched up a little bit. And uh, now it's in bloom. I feel I don't know. I feel like this is the least punched up my brain has been in 2020. <laughs> Fair point, well made. <laughs> oh, I just realised that was a pun about getting bashed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, wow. Okay, wow. wow. Oh, yeah. well, we're going. Oh, we're going in swinging today, dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Oozing Gloop. And I am Olympia Bukakis. And you are listening to our esteemed and highly sexual podcast. Ooh, sorry. 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 I, I really like the quiet ones. Slurry. Slurry. Oh, no, that's a bit weird. A bit froggy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You have to explain what is the frog room. I don't get it. <laughs> no, so, so, like, I'm supposed to identify with the frog or... So, like, when I see a frog meme, is it like... Because from, from the meme that you showed me... Yes. Uh, it's like people look at the frog and they see themselves in the frog and yeah. then... No, no, no. So, 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 for an audiovisual description of the meme, for anyone who has not seen the meme, uh, which obviously is no one because it, this is not a visual format you're listening to right now. So there's a meme of some millennials looking at some frogs and they identify with it. And then they're like, oh, that, lol, that's me. And then there's a boomer looking at a frog and then being like, that is a frog. And Olympia doesn't get frog memes evidencing that you are a boomer. Yeah. Like, which, like, fine. Um, like, you know. You know, like, when, you, when, when people insult you on the street and it's, like, a different thing? Like, mm. I once got yelled at. Someone said, go home and study, you nerd. And I was like, that's actually really nice. Like, I was expecting that to be hurtful and it, and it was fine. Actually, I was walking down the street uh, recently uh, and this guy... Um, yelled uh, hit, like I walked past him and he said something muttered something and I was just like really upset uh, and I was like n- and then I was calming myself down and I was like Olympia this is only hurting you it because there's a part of you that believes that there's something wrong with you and you can't you shouldn't give that part of you any more power than you than it needs to have and like talk to myself through it like blah, 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 blah. and then uh, eventually I realized that what he had said was très chic <laughs> so fashionable it hurts yeah <laughs> i was like oh i thought he was an asshole but he was actually just right yeah um aggressively so hmm unwelcomely so unwelcomely so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so no okay so basically also the fro- okay, frog memes as someone who loves frog memes i'm gonna do that but i mean You've i've got a froggy vibe i do have a frog yes yes because yeah. i am i am you know i have anticipated every major artistic and aesthetic shift uh, of the 21st century you have art- anticipated an, an uncommonly large amount Oh, ich bin also très chic. Ich bin also très chic. Und Eurotrash. Euro trash. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. Yes. But yeah. No. So. No. So. Like. Uh. Yeah. So. No. So. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. <laughs> so the frog memes. 
Yeah, you like, just gotta it's like, like what? It's like what? How am I? How does one vibe with the frog meme? Okay, I think basically, ultimately, one day I will release a seminal paper on this. Apart from the fact I can't be bothered to do that, so I'll just tell you, and that'll be it. Yeah, could you just do it that way? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. I believe that this is because this is evidence of the fact that we are becoming citizens of the Cthulhu scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're familiar with the concept of the Cthulhu scene? Yeah, from Donna Haraway, right? Yes. So like the idea of the the monstrous versus the monstrous the monstrous moment versus the Anthropocene, which is this man-made world that's like yeah. completely destroying the thing that that actually and that also that the Anthropocene is all sort of of the realm of like the sky gods and this sort of this sort of like thinking, like descending from heaven, this very sort of like lateral linear thing. Sort of, and you can see this embodied in like imperialism and the logic of like an airstrike and uh, these sorts of things. Like, mm-hmm. and this very like I am right and you are wrong kind of thing, and this sort of very mind over body sort of thinking. Whereas the Cthulhu scene sort of is about taking uh, an embodied experience of the Earthling, as it were, and thinking about storytelling and narrative, and thinking of like sort of chthonic figures so gorgons is a really prime example of this what's a chthonic figure so to be chthonic is i can't remember the other names but it's a type of a monster in greek mythology mm-hmm. that is of the earth mm-hmm. so to be chthonic as opposed to there's like another version of like it's not heroic sounds like someone with like really good thighs you know like chthonic. someone who has really sexy mm. thighs i i was we were talking about golem before yeah i think that Gollum has really sexy thighs. And so that would make him like chthonic. Yeah, like also. Well, he kind I, of is chthonic, right? He, you know, he's a completely. Yeah, Gollum is a completely chthonic figure. Like he's found in the mountains, yeah. you know, like in this very underground thing. Like he's like the epitome of the chthonic, of a chthonic figure. Yeah, like totally. So that, uh, so that there's various Greek monsters sort of born of the earth and that lots of these things as well. So that, um, so reptiles are intrinsically seen even though reptiles themselves uh are like so you know the how like reptiles are seen as being slimy even when they're not slimy um yeah but because they look slimy because they look slimy right yeah. so there's this so in that sense that we think of them as being chthonic beings as well kind of thing yeah and so i have a terrible phobia of snakes <laughs> do you yeah <laughs> my mum told me uh one time she was like do you think that my mother is very wise and um <laughs> she said do you think that maybe your fear of snakes has to do with uh, your like childhood fears about your emerging sexuality? Um, oh, because like the snake is this phallic object. And I was like, no, mum, you're a psycho. I'm not going to get really into psychoanalytic theory for another five years because this was when I was younger. And, yeah. and then I like two nights after I had a dream that a man was chasing me with a snake attached to his crotch. Oh, my God. Me. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's also yeah. quite funny that she chose the term emerging sexuality and the snake is something that emerges through its dead skin as well. Yeah. Like, like a foreskin coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, completely. That's a vibe. Yeah, and then. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. So wow. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. I, wow. I, 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 that was a digression. No, it's okay. I mean, I love childhood body horror. I've got a good story about that. But, but anyway, no. That it will be. Wait. Did you? Oh no, I'm I'm derailing it now. Wait. Chthonic. Chthonic. Yeah. So the gorgon. Yeah. So chthonic fears. So I think basically like the um that I oh, just imagine this like man running around with this like big snake dick sort of like biting and it's like yeah and like to be honest like I, there's probably a higher chance that I could have like a fulfilling and like uh, like like uh, like caring relationship with that man than I could with any man in Berlin <laughs> 
like like getting bitten on the face by some guy's snake dick. It's like, well, this is intimacy in Berlin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have eye contact, you know. <laughs> I mean, my last boyfriend used to shoot crystals, so I mean, I guess. I... <laughs> oh my god. No, you had a boyfriend from Schoenberg. Ah! <laughs> also, it was one thing like the snake venom and the G dropper. Oh, like yeah, there are people literally like po- going around like poisoning themselves right now. So like yeah, like this is your like new newfound like snake. Like, di- oh yeah, oh, my, oh my new my new my newfound high horse. Yeah, exactly. The, like, and there's people just going around and they're just destroying themselves. They're just destroying themselves. Oh my god, have you got your phone? Fo- oh, you got your phone on during a recording. I'm sorry, this is funny, actually. My friend is currently um, in Australia on acid, um, <laughs> and he called me to tell me that he was wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Um, that was really cute. You know what? Also, I'm glad, that, wait, I'm glad that you have broken uh, the rules, so now I can look down on you two from my hi- increasingly higher horse. What's my rule that I broke? Oh. You just... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Your horse is getting pretty high up. Careful, you don't yeah. want to fall and break your neck, Luke. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least there'll be some peasant around to catch me who doesn't respect the rules of performance. <laughs> is, that, is that me? Yeah. Am I the peasant? I'm you know like... what? I'm like, I could get into some peasant vibes right now. Being a freelance artist is just like really stressful. And actually, no, I think. It's oh fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm, where? Oh, I just don't know where I'm going to buy my cello. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hard. Wait, but, I... but you know, actually, I've, if I could be a peasant. I would be a peasant post um, Black Death, pre the enclosures, because that actually sounds like it was a kind of nice, nice window. Oh, is this sort of where you just sort of like bummed around and like, and like yeah, yeah, and like... there was like pretty high wages for a peasant, like yeah, uh-huh. um, more, more vacation than the average American worker. So, like, I think wait, so it's just to conclude the to the final explanation of the frog meme. Yeah. I think that basically that Catholic monsters from the deep that basically have only been like done in sort of like Smeagol is sort of quite an uncomfortable and scary vibe. Yeah. But it's also that which we should be vibing with to create a more progressive order against the sort of like Anthropocene mode of sky gods by thinking of these things. Uh And thus the frog comes forth as a figure in this time of something that is undeniably Catholic, slimy, reptilian, uh, and also, as yet, like, really unrepresented, but also, like, cute and humanising and a figure that you can, you can uh, vibe with. You are basically. so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, 100% on board with that. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is why people are frogs. Do you identify as a frog prophetess? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, say more of a lizard queen. Yeah, completely. And then all roads lead to Lisa. Lisa on acid. All roads lead to Lisa around in a town. (laughs) 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 Too much enlightenment. There's too many. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that was a like a very neat and succinct introduction to the topic of um, Mm. of uh, uh, (laughs) this episode, Mm -hmm. which is. Conspiracies. Ooh, Ooh. they're out to get us. Yeah. So I, I do think you think they're listening right now? Who? Oh, Anyone? The, the <laughs> it's like I feel like someone's listening into us right now. Yeah, do you think? Should, 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like the listeners are probably like, look, you know, I reckon like the couple that made it this far. Like there's like there's one yeah, or two it's... listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we viewed the insights of the listening of how long people listen to our podcast for. Yeah, we now know you're in the VIP territory. Yeah, you got exactly. past the first ten minutes. Congratulations. Yeah, welcome. Um, uh, I wanted to start off by asking you: Have you ever believed in a conspiracy? Oh my god. Okay. Like uh, yes and no. Like I have definitely like sat up like for the uh, and been reading conspiracies and just being like oh yeah because like um and then is this uh <laughs> um uh sorry acid santa was just calling again i was wondering like how if like we just like instead of like uh talking to them if we just like let them listen to us talk about conspiracies do you think it would send them on a bad trip oh my god <laughs> <laughs> they'd just be like oh <laughs> um yeah, so have I ever ble- uh, believed a conspiracy theory? Uh, no, I don't think I have. But I did grow up next door to someone who completely believed so many and used to go off about them all the time. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it got to way too much in the end. Yeah, it's like, well, this is like, it's just like with any sort of like um, kind of. Uh, like knowledge, whether it's of high, high or low quality. Um, that like if someone just is like like pushing it at you too much, then it's just not very pleasant. Someone could also be doing something yeah. like really well researched science and constantly like pushing it at you, and that they'd still be just really just quite bothersome. Well, this is like when Alex Jones said, "I don't like them putting chemicals in the water, turning the freaking frogs gay." Turning back to our frog point. Wow. Do you think frogs are inherently gay? The frogs aren't quite... I think frogs are quite gay because also the frogs... Frog, many frogs can change their gender depending on water temperature and these sorts of which things. Is a, which is a typical gay trait. It is a typical... <laughs> 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 well, it's, um, it's quite interesting that I actually... I There was someone who did a deep dive into this, like a 30-minute long... Like a 30-minute long video on... Are, are there chemicals in the water showing the frogs gay or not? And this is Alex Jones from Infowars, which yeah. is a conspiracy theory. I actually identify as a left-wing Alex Jones. Because <laughs> I feel like I deliver a good rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's... Well, he's actually, to be honest, after this, I kind of felt for him a little bit. Like, I didn't think it would... Because basically... It ter- because they are actually putting chemicals in the water and turning the freaking frogs gay. This See, is actually this happening. Is, this is actually... This is, a um, like, a key thing about conspiracy theories is that um, that they tap into, I think that they tap into uh, like real anxieties that are in some way justified. Um, like, I don't think that like, um, that they come totally from nowhere. Mm. I, um, I refused and then later got um, yeah. a hepatitis B vaccination when I was 13. <laughs> so you refused, so is this, I was, I was gonna ask if you ever believed a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Were you so- an anti-vaxxer? I was anti-vaxxer light when I was a child, <laughs> where, 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 in which I missed one vaccination. Um, but but like, it was your agency, because it was your it was decision. My agency, yeah. Based on this conspiracy, uh, conspiracy that was around. exactly, yeah, um, yeah. and um, yeah, I'm I'm since like properly vaccinated. I paid a lot of money to get vaccinated against hepatitis A mm. uh, because that's just how I roll (laughs) it was like like $450 or something but like I was told that I was a risk group um and so and you believe them I did I believe them yet another conspiracy you fool (laughs) (laughs) but the like like because when I was younger I was suspicious of big pharma 
Um, like of well, you were quite small at the time, so it would have been even bigger. Yeah, exactly. It was very intimidating to me. <laughs> like, because when I stood stood next to Big Farmer, it was thirty centimeters taller, and so I it could definitely take you in a fight. And you yeah, were like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so like, but I think my suspicions in Big Farmer came from somewhere that like where like the general like gist of that is like justified. If you have like a profit, uh, like a pharma- pharmaceutical industry that's driven by uh, a profit motive, then that's not uh, driven by uh, a motive of uh, human need. And I think actually, ph- like pharmaceuticals should be organized according to human need. But who knows? Like, what do I know? Yeah, what do I know? This is, this but, is like, yeah. I had a bit of a sense that that, 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 that was the case. Um, uh, but I was like 13. Mm. Um, and uh, so it was uh, the, the, the decision that I took was misplaced because it was a naive uh, suspicion. But this is like this is a key thing I think about um, uh, about this is like Alex Jones like uh, points out that like um, like for for whatever motive he has that like there are things that the uh, the neoliberal uh, perhaps the progressive neoliberal establishment in in the yeah. US does um, but he's not necessarily like wrong or there could be like similar ish things happening mm. but this is really dangerous because people can then instrumentalize these suspicions to an end ah so yeah there's three and it always just comes comes so quickly back to anti-semitism yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no this also is what and then i think this is a big thing that actually that the 2008 financial crisis was remarkable for not having a huge anti-semite conspiracy theory aspect to it which has but then this has kind of come back in other times so with the there's a, a few a, a number of quite interesting things that sort of like uh relate quite quickly is that you know it's like it's, it's the very the early childhood recognition of this is not about human needs but this is about a profit motive and then with um alex jones it's actually this really interesting gender non-conforming professor who like i don't know what the orientation is but they were cute and um and had nice nails and a cute beard um who like actually did this research did this research into this atrazine chemical for this massive company and Alex Jones was a reporter covering this at some point. Anyway, basically, realised that the atrazine thing was causing was terrible. It was causing frogs to uh, change gender uh, when they weren't supposed to be, and also caused cancer as well. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is the company buried his research. They commissioned other people to do other research to do this. So they actually, so the company did it. And then what happened is that the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, so the government body got involved. But then the the company controlled it so that basically twenty studies came out were done that all showed that this thing was bad basically but then they managed to come up with a new form of like praxis or something like that that meant only their studies could be included in the thing yeah so therefore the government stamped it and it's still being used in this sense so but what's quite interesting is that then that with the the kind of like what the very obvious misrecognition of of what alex jones and these sorts of people are doing is that it's directing it towards the government yeah. And they're saying that what we need is we need less government and we need business to be allowed to do what it, people need to be able to do what they want, run the business as they want, ignoring the fact that the thing that they're actually upset about in the first place is to do with businesses doing a profit motive and ignoring that and ignoring these things. So actually, that then it's not the government that's putting the chemicals into the water. It's this business. And that actually, we need what you're we need more regulation yeah. because of this. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's like it takes it's actually and it's very tip. Uh, uh, I think 
it's very similar to the far right playbook because you have far right like, playbook like you know like the, like like a ta- it's, a, it's very similar to a tactic of the far right yeah. which it, he is both he's a far yeah. right conspiracy theorist and we're seeing that like the far right and conspiracy theories are increasingly aligned at the yeah. moment um but uh one of the um like a, a, an age old trick of uh the fascists mm. is that like uh like the leftists come up with like uh like regardless of like what we might think of the individual like uh, like worthiness of a theory the left comes up with complex um and comprehensive critiques of the way that things work mm. um uh, like whether, whether whichever one is right or wrong or whatever, regardless. Like, but on the, on the left, they tend to be like like uh, complex. Mm. And then, so the far right, like the, the theorists of the far right, um, adopt crude, like uh, like it's a crude travesty of this uh, this uh, this leftist critique. Mm. And then, in place of like a systemic domination of a large group of people by uh, like an economic. Uh, uh, elite, they w- replace that economic elite with perhaps um, like a racial elite or something yeah. like this, or like th- like in the QAnon thing, it's like pedophiles. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, and so like yeah. this, this uh, it's like coming up with a crude version of something, and then uh, like uh, in, in bringing something like race uh, in, in, into that. And so, <clears throat> yeah, what the what uh, these uh, conspiracy theorists do is they take uh, like. Um, uh, a critique of a situation that like say the world is ruled by the rich mm. which like we can agree is kind of the case yeah um and then they say bill gates is trying to implant me with a chip and it's a crude and stupid version of yeah uh, of, of a situation that actually is happening but like uh yeah yeah, 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 but it's more I think what's really interesting is just to return to what you said about the fact that the left presents these like complex and comprehensive critiques, and then the right sort of you know no one saw it because you don't have the privilege of sitting with the wonderful Olympia Bukakis, but there was heavy air inverted comments with the fingers over the term theorist. Yeah, it was an incredibly uh, right wing theorists. Um, but I think a really great example is the uh, is good old uh, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah. So I think that, you know, so he was someone is that we've had like, that, you know, leftists coming out and being like, we need like queer rights and all these things and presenting all these like, you know, takedowns mm-hmm. of all these moments that we're facing oppression and all of these things and how we're living in a supposedly free and equal society. And like, while there are certain like whilst there were certain things about this that we did, 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 you know, and all these like impassioned, like meaningful things. And then he was just like this complete right wing douche who very opportunistically was like, I feel good about the fact that I'm rich and I'm gay. And mm. so I'm going to like advocate, I'm going to say that it, my right and my identity to then advocate these things. And he sort of used a platform that created like, a, you know, like a, as he basically was a very distinctively queer pundit. Mm-hmm. And he used this platform, but then he was like, I'm, you know, his his USP unique selling point in the marketplace of ideas was being a, a gay conservative. Yeah. And so it's like, this is like, like, so, you know, all this stuff that we did for, for radical uh, emancipation and stuff that was then also hijacked even to assimilation, literally went full circle into being like, I've got mine, why should anyone else have this? Mm-hmm. And fortunately he was like uh, torn down, but then... Now, with he also did present a very simple narrative, you know. Yeah, it was like yeah, absolutely. And it's, like yeah, like uh, the conspiracy theories are yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I think it's like the reason I wanted to talk about it now is because we see increasingly um, 
uh, like since <clears throat> March, mm. uh, the people who had the tendency to go into um, uh, conspiracy theories, like we, we, like on Facebook, we see them start to emerge, yeah. like people Me. from our community. Um, and <laughs> I'm wearing um, a tin hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we see them start to go down the rabbit hole. Um, and they've been going further and further, and they like, uh, and there's been like more and more racist implications of uh, of stuff that they uh, they they're writing. Um, and I think it's like it's a it's a topic that we actually have to address as as a community, like in this like like you know mm-hmm. weirdo queer community. Like there are some people who are really uh, like going into that, and it's really uh, it's really concerning. I, I um there's this um, sociologist called uh, Jeff Manis that I'm friends mm. with on Facebook who compiled uh, a bunch of research on conspiracy theories. And there are a couple of points that I wanted to share because I think they're uh, like quite interesting. I would, yeah, please, 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 please tell me. So the research indicates that uh, conspiracy theories tend to make people feel special. Uh, oh no, people, Ooh. yeah, and people who uh, n- like uh, need to feel special are particularly drawn to uh, conspiracy theories. Okay, yeah, check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's also people who uh, lack skills in analytical thinking. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's no. you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's my downfall. I can't. Yeah. yeah I can't get R. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking for somewhere to belong. Yeah. So no, but like. The- well, this is. I guess this is why you're a leftist rather than a racist hippie. <sighs> <laughs> Um, and uh, people who are particularly vulnerable are people who are socially isolated Um, Mm. uh, uh, which is like a lot of people now and then I think a couple of these people are from the party scene and these are people who have been uh, deprived of their main engage like so uh, main uh, arena of social engagement. Yeah, so and the drug addled idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like. I don't think it's so helpful to use uh, like such terminology. But like, it's okay. They're too stupid to realize that we're talking about them. <laughs> that is potentially true. Um, um, like they lack the awareness. They don't have the analytical skills. Olympia, you just pointed that out. That'll well, be- I was actually going to say, yeah, that it's uh, also people with Machiavelli- Machiavellianistic or narcissistic traits, um, mm. uh, and yeah. So that that was the, th- those are like uh, like some some key traits of people who are particularly susceptible to. Um, uh, to conspiracy theories, and I think this is this is kind of useful information. Yes. Well, I also did a little bit of. Uh, I actually I have I did a little bit of uh, information. Uh, wait, but let me no no. Hang on a minute. Right, Control Z, refresh, and I did a little bit of yeah. I did some research before I came over into someone who is really good called James Bridle. Yeah. Who recently released a book called The New Dark Age mm-hmm. or something along the words to the effect of. Do you know about James Bridle? No. Well, he was talking in the How Festival Spy on Me that I was a part of. Were you a part of? Oh, uh, yeah. No, because you're not special. I'm special. The conspiracy theory told me so. No, I'm being mean. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I'm not special in comparison to you, I'm fine with that. Like, I, feel, I feel like, you know, like I can, I can probably still be objectively special while being quite a few rungs down the ladder. Yeah, it was you know, actually, I realised today that I was, I was saying, if I could go back in time and tell my 18-year-old self, don't try to be special, just like, just try to be happy and have like healthy human relationships. Yeah. I think I would have saved an entire drag career. 
<laughs> well, I've won. I'm glad you are a rampant, immature narcissist. Thank you. That's very sweet. Yay. So, um, but tell me about this guy. What's his name? Okay, James Bridal. Actually, James also, Bridal. Yep. And then also, I think they're. I don't know if they're queer, but they were wearing nail varnish in an interview. So, so they're either queer or an unbearable straight man. <laughs> I got that. So they wrote, they released a book called a New Dark Age, basically. And so they, um, uh, it's really interesting. They basically they take the idea of. Uh, especially actually in relation to the idea of the Cthulhu scene earlier they uh, and sort of what Donna Haraway is talking about as a way to counter these things like with a new sort of chthonic like story making and stuff like that is that um, the weather report the weather there was a guy a soldier in the First World War who took a month to make the first functional weather report basically and he took data from all across Europe and he managed to create a forecast in one month he managed to forecast one day correctly uh, and it worked and what there is, is that this is the, I, this is what you could call computational thinking, which is if we just get enough data about the world, we can then predict what the world is going to be like. And there is a certain aspect into which it's useful, but basically what's happened every single time we've done this is that then what happens is that you make a model of the, 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 the world, you look at data, you make a model then you can look at that model to know about the world. But actually what's, what happens is that computation always gets it wrong. There's a gap between the model and the world itself. And what's happened actually in the last 50 years is that, oh, pardon. I can't remember what he says, but you can like see it on YouTube. So the, the fundamental... <laughs> Right, the, the is, fun- this, is this is that the climax? No, 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 no. The <laughs> fundamental basic. I wanted. To, I'm going to get to the meat of the matter because that's what you come for here. You don't come yeah. for the repetition. No, the meat of the matter is that there has been like a there's a shortfall between the like authority situations of the world. The authorities in control of the world aren't making sense, don't really know what's going on, and can't really provide us a meaningful way of like continuing. At the same time as over the last 50 years, all the systems that we rely on have become increasingly opaque and that actually we have no idea what they what they are. And so now we're in a really unique position where those who are telling us about the way the world is do not understand the world and we can't look round at the world and understand it. And a really good example of this he gives is the difference between the postal system and an email. So how the post works is that you write something on a letter, you put it in a box, it goes somewhere and then it gets to the person. It's a pretty accurate description of um, of how the post works. But with an email, it's not something people, it starts breaking down. People don't understand the way it works. They don't understand like, the huge servers that exist and the heat they produce that, like, and this massive infrastructure that exists to allow us to do these very simple things that happen as if by magic. And so as a result, to cope with this gap, people create conspiracy theories because it's putting a simple mask on a very complex world. Yeah. And it lets them feel it's tangible, immediate and understandable as well. And that makes sense that it's particularly attractive to people who lack analytical uh, thinking skills. Mm. Um, Yeah. And and have a need to feel special. Because I feel like it's also like something about that is that like, I just, I feel quite good about being ignorant about stuff. I feel like, I've like, um, I guess I've just, maybe, like, someone asked me a question about gender the other day. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember who it was, but they were, they were like, do you think this, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I don't know. 
<laughs> it's like I have a degree in gender studies. I'm trans. Ah! I'm a drag performer. Like yeah, uh, all this stuff. And I just it was it was I guess I just noticed because like because I'm getting a bit older. I was just yeah. like it doesn't bother me that I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is a, this is I think like like yes, the world is a very confusing and complex place. Um, but like I feel like. Some, I don't need to understand of, it. Yeah, like some of the conspiracy theorists that, uh, that I see, it's like, it's this very naive, and I guess there's a, there's a very strong masculine coding to this as well. Um, this very naive, um, like, desire to have already, like, already understood the world without having done any serious work. Yes, but also there's a very interesting thing with this as well, where I saw someone posting on Facebook that he found out his auntie was one of the COVID conspiracy theory influencers yeah. as well. And I think that what's quite interesting interesting as well is that there's an I didn't really like follow it too much but there's a, I, but I can completely imagine someone right now getting into like the COVID conspiracy theory scenario becoming an influencer and then doing like a really classic like Hollywood like you know fall fall from uh, grace kind of story yeah. where it's like your platform suddenly takes off and then you actually have to like fulfill this role where maybe you have to like even start like like lots of cons- like Alex Jones does loads of really good, stupid things for attention yeah. I think this is it we have to understand that certain conspiracy theories want attention and so they're doing something for attention which again I think that also that I'm I I was just talking to someone earlier on and I was like there's quite a lot of things in my life that I don't know about like tax or like certain other things but like or or you know just very certain basic skills but I feel pretty fine about this I you can, don't need you don't need to I don't need to I can work something out and it's like I feel very complete in myself but I can see that my complete being has certain large gaping voids and holes in it but like you know that's sort of like quite a nice feeling because it's also like freedom as well like there's Mm -hmm. space in these areas it's like yeah it's you know it's like the difference between like having a room where you've got like nice things in it and it's functional for you versus having a room where you have every single amenity just in case the world's going to end at any minute well it's also just nice to keep some room in your brain for the stuff that other people know Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where well, conspiracy theorists don't have this. Yeah, as this well. is what I mean. Is that it's like it's kind of nice to not not have much knowledge in in, a, yeah. in like well like the majority of us have not much knowledge in anything. Yeah. Um, because like like the world is a very complex place. Yeah. But like it's kind of nice to leave that room to, to like so that you can be like curious at like about what other people have to say and also about how like how elegant certain uh, mm. like uh, fields of thought are. Because it's like, it's really exciting and interesting to read about like science, which for me is just bewildering. Yeah. Like it's like, I, I did two, two, like in the final years of high school, I did two units of psychology, mm. which like is like crude philosophy dressed up as science. <laughs> um, I did two, like two, two units of that. And that was it. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to go like, I made some terrible clay sculpture. Um, <laughs> um, but I like, but I just, it's very, very interesting. And then like to try and develop a basic literacy in something. And I I developed a basic scientific literacy through reading the conversation because this is like scientists working with journalists to make scientific Mm. knowledge accessible. It's like, it's a website online. And just through reading that over time, I started to get the idea. Wait, wait, what, 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 wait, two seconds. Because some of those words sounded like other words that have meanings. And I got confused. Wait, two seconds. From the conversation. What's the conversation? It's a website. Okay. Um, and it has uh, versions of lots of different countries and sometimes continents. Um, and uh, but Whoops. like, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so like there's an Australian one, there's an American one, there's an English one, there's a French one. I'm, I think there's a German one, there's an African one. Yeah. Um, and uh, like journalists work together with scientists work together with journalists and the journalists help them publish the results of findings as though they're interesting like newspaper articles. Okay, right. Okay. And from yeah. this, like they include... Yeah, well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Conversation.com. Like through reading this, you can develop a bit of uh, like a scientific um, literacy. Which is mm. not necessarily like becoming an expert in science because like you've got other shit to do, babe. But like it allows you to tell the difference between what is good science and bad science. Not always, but yeah. just to develop a bit of a sense of this. And and this is something that's really uh, like really lacking um, in people who uh, like who spread these uh, conspiracy mm. theories. But it's really interesting. Oh, sort well, of like interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting with this. So I mean, like, just if you couldn't tell from my incredibly high horse, I am an alcoholic anonymous right now. And, uh, 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 sorry, the second step is accepting uh, a higher power, the existence of a higher power. The second step of a 12-step program is the acceptance of a higher power. Have you ever considered, like, me as that? (laughs) (laughs) By the power of Bukakis! Yeah, like, I don't know, and I I don't want to... I don't want to intrude on what is for you, like a, a process that I really respect for you. Uh, but if you are looking for a higher power, like I'm I mean, I, there are yeah, yeah, no, there are sometimes there are you know you do know for well, I mean, you do know for a fact there are a series of problems that I get uh, like consulted with, uh, consulted, assaulted with, and instead of praying, I do indeed immediately phone you. Yeah. And uh, you generally do have a quite quite an expedient solution. So yeah, you know what your your application to be my higher power has been accepted and is uh, currently pending. Uh, <laughs> uh, it will be approved on the uh, on the on on the production of at least three new miracles. Okay, great. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I have a really nice smelling candle. You do so, have a good sometimes time. I s- sniff that. No, I just go like I'll, I can we do some ASMR. Oh, it's right? with the ASMR. Miraculous. Yeah, actually, we are in Olympia's flat right now, and you have no idea how good it smells. It smells good every time. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have, yeah what, what were you saying? Sorry about right. That oh yeah, step. no, this is it. So basically, so in uh, so basically, it's about to do with the higher power, and it's really quite interesting. It's to do with the idea of the an alcoholic is someone who has like uh, these are my words, like a spiritual poverty or something, or it's like the only thing that can know, the only thing that can sort of change it. This is like is like you basically have to completely reset your brain's wiring and your brain's chemistry to get out of alcoholism. So something that you need is you need uh, access to a higher power. Like a spiritual experience can do this. Yeah. Basically that moment and the author Carol uh, Joyce Oates talks about like moments of being as well, Mm. which is sometimes when you're sort of just like walking through the world and you're sort of just living in stuff and then there's a moment where everything sort of seems to come together and you're like, oh my God, I'm really alive and things are really beautiful. And... I think Patti Smith read a poem uh, by Allen Ginsberg mm. at his funeral uh, that was like, that's something like this moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Mm. These sorts of things like this kind of like, oh, wow. And it's like, oh, and you can really like breathe and like take things in. And Alcoholics Anonymous is a program that sort of tries to generate this. And it um, and so in this this section on, on a higher power, it talks about five different personality types of alcoholics who are refusing this concept of a higher power. And there's 
there's like the belligerent one and the this and the that and the stuff and people people saying why they won't accept it and one of them is someone who is the man of science or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and that there's someone who basically it's someone who worships science actually and they're basically they worship science so much that they're like no there can't be anything else in the world but this and then they say but the alcoholics want to say that well actually the scientific process is to question and research and so we just ask that you question and you research and that you have to withdraw and not you like science is not mm. a subject of worship yeah in this sense but it also feels like it's not something to be worshipped it's not like uh, and so that we need to withdraw this aspect of worship and come into this critical process whereas conspiracy theory is something that is far more akin to worship yeah as well yeah absolutely absolutely yeah 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 this, so, this is yeah yeah because I, I i uh very often because i have engaged in a couple of online discussions with conspiracy theorists recently um uh because i just because i'm actually i'm genuine i'm genuinely interested. right so wait two seconds two seconds two seconds so our next episode was supposed to be on boundaries we set down a boundary we set down an intention you decided to cross that boundary by suddenly changing it to conspiracies what would your couples therapist have said olympia but oh then <laughs> and now and now it's coming out i know what's happened you in the meanwhile since we said that you've had several online arguments with conspiracy theorists they've annoyed you and you've decided to seek your revenge through publishing a podcast about how stupid they are well no i just thought boundaries it just makes you sound like one of those insufferable queer people <laughs> and it's Aren't like, we? yeah well like maybe <laughs> depending on what what you can suffer um, but like i figured i just thought this was more topical um, no it's because, far more topical yeah um, but um the like uh, the, the these discussions uh, that I've have on, had online because beca- no because I'm actually really genuinely interested in it so it okay. wasn't like there's no point in having a fight with someone online because you're never going to convince them um, and ooh, 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 yeah so, so you're never going to convince them and you're going to get increasingly angry at a screen and then you walk away and there's no way to resolve this anger and I'm not interested in like just letting out my anger yeah. at people because I've done enough therapy <laughs> so, um, oh but wait there's so with this James Bridal thing it was said that basically like uh, Cambridge Analytica and all these people who recently are quite involved in uh, big data manipulation basically oh because this is sort of talks about that big data is this computational thing and like these ideas of this guy or stuff basically the thing the number one thing you can do you they say you can't change people's minds basically so yeah. you're, you're trying to influence an election say you can't really change people's minds like people have a certain mind in a certain direction you know they they buy these things but they said the number one best thing you can do is cause confusion and it cause irrationality cause these precisely this interaction you're describing of like a fight like an irrational fight where mm. everyone gets their hackles up and make it everything just so make rational discourse so complicated with loads of irrational critiques that everyone throws their hands up and just walks away from it yeah and then that's actually the best way to disable any kind of uh hegemony being that, built um uh, putin does right yes yes this yeah, is exactly yeah. what putin does but, but well what i was thinking because actually mm. there was a quote by a psychologist that i'm, I'm not going to get up because it's like it's very simple but um it's just that uh you you're not you, you're not going to change someone's mind with an mm. internet argument um uh what needs to happen in order to change someone's mind is to build up sympathy and trust and you mm. can't do these online so like if mm. you're someone and i've read this at a couple of different places that it's like getting someone out of a conspiracy theory part like it starts also by listening and then asking asking gentle questions mm. like in, which encourage maybe a bit of critical thinking um so like just telling someone they're stupid doesn't work like telling anti-vaxxer uh, mums uh, yeah. like that they are idiots 
Like in, in, in like as they interpret it through their framework, they are idiots because they care for their kids. Like uh, like, like that's not gonna convince anyone, yeah. you know? Um and so like Ooh. like trying to like gently it's like it's like enticing. But the thing is that before someone is caught up in a conspiracy theory, it is possible, I think, to dissuade them but like by them reading an online discussion. So like getting really heated and like uh, I was like I was stopping myself from getting heated uh, mm. because I also I wasn't annoyed at this person. I was genuinely curious. It's like um, and uh, I uh, the reason that I decided to continue is like I'm not going to convince this person. But uh, what I will do is if there's anyone like reading this who thinks oh maybe they've got a point, I can offer like mm. a, like a calm and reasoned point that's like hopefully approachable, like, like accessible. That's not like in like overly like, um, uh, like specialized language or, or whatever. Um, if I can offer someone like a calm and like accessible argument, uh, like counter argument for that, maybe I can nudge that person in a different direction before they start going down, like down the rabbit hole. And I think that's something that we as drag performers have a unique capacity to do because there, there are a lot of people who are on the fence about whatever different thing. Mm. And as voices that people are listening to because they're ready to be entertained or whatever, mm. um, we can, uh, we can actually like, uh, influence the way that discourse functions in queer spaces. Um, and we don't have to do that by convincing people who have already like gone down this stupid naive narcissistic hole of like spreading disinformation who, who like they're so dumb that they don't even realize that they're subscribing to uh like uh, like conspiracy theories with deeply racist uh, connotations yeah. i think a lot of these people are like unfortunately like irredeemable in the medium term <laughs> Um, but, uh, but people who are attached to them, cause these people are, are in our community. There are people yeah. like this in our community, uh, communities. Um, there are, they are like, they are friends with a lot of reasonable people yeah. and we can maybe sway some of those people to actually not go along with them down this like deeply dangerous road. And that's what I think that we have the capacity to do. And that was actually what I wanted to talk about this. That was the reason I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, completely. When I rule the world, mm-hmm. these people, a SWAT team will break into their home, kick be, the door down. It can be like a frog SWAT team. It can be completely be, they will actually like, spring in through the window. An amphibious SWAT team. An amphibious sensitive <laughs> hovercraft. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they will break in. They it will take these people away from all electrical devices, take them to a bio-organic free-range farm mm. in like the Swiss Alps or something like that, mm. with a bunch of other people, and they will just get. To, they will just. Be, they will just be forced. They will, no, they'll just be forced they'll, to hang out with Swiss people. No, yeah, no, they'll just. They'll just. They'll just literally like. They'll be like some sort of like like. There'll be like an educate. There'll be like a re. There'll be like an education center for like logic, rational, and like rational uh, thinking and like. Are rhetoric. you talking about sending these people to a re-education camp? Yeah, but like a bio-organic <laughs> one where they can be free range and there's no technology. There's no technology, and they can just be with nature, and they can all yeah. be hippies together, and they can be like, ah, oh, I actually just need to chill the entire with like, time with like frogs. Yeah, with frogs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they can have little frog costumes. Yeah. Yeah, I think totally because like then then they would be like because I think these people are seeking connection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I think they're seeking like a connection they want to join all the dots together they want their lives to mean something they want things to mean things yeah and stuff so speaking of um, speaking of influencing things as well did you did you hear about a certain a certain uh, amazing artist who released a certain amazing project called uh, uh, Comucrasse uh, I have never heard of this project and I refuse to 
hear even more. Well, you obviously you just you obviously haven't been listening to our podcast, Olympic, because that's what the last episode was about. Oh, I knew I should have got that episode. <laughs> Anyway, um, the point is, is that since that has been released, and thank you very much for supporting that. You are of course. Yeah, since there is now my friend Owen Jones, who was running a seminar. Not Owen Jones, sorry. Wait, like, Owen Harry. God, not Owen Jones. I've always thought that, like, I don't know, I'm, a bit, I'm kind of into Owen Jones. Yeah, we need to track him down. He's in London. Yeah. Yeah. He's, we, he's like, there's someone that I could, I don't know. Have an intellectual threesome with me with. Did you say intersexual? Intellectual. Oh, intellectual. But I mean, we can be intersexual too. But yeah, anyway, no. I was, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know. I think. Look, we're going to like be like sexy drag queens who hunt down Owen Jones and fuck him. And then we like, <laughs> live stream it because this yeah. is the kind of leftist culture we need. Yeah, okay. Exactly, yeah. Like, um, no, my friend Sign Owen. Sign me up. Yeah, my friend Owen Parry, he runs a, a, uh, so, uh, a module a seminar at CSM. And it was previously on fan fiction. And now it's on conspiracy theories. Oh. And he's put Comucracy on the Central St. Martin's compulsory reading list. So. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so in terms of compulsory forms of comocratic re-education, I'm already there. Amazing. I'm already there. Yes. So great. He sees it as being a form of, he sees this as being, um, investigate this. There's also counter-conspiracies as well. Mm -hmm. And this is actually basically things that have the form of conspiracy theory, but actually decenter the self, decenter individual actors as well so it sort of functions as yeah this is a really good segue actually because I wanted to as we draw to the end of our podcast yes I wanted you to uh, come up with a conspiracy oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god God. well actually also okay while I think about that uh, oh I mean ooh ooh you want me to come up with a conspiracy ooh ooh while I think about that I would like you to fill me in on the QAnon conspiracy because I've just like mentally sidestepped it entirely and I've been really lazy. I've been like, I've been trying to avoid it, but basically it's that there are a bunch of democratic, so like a Democrat, like liberal elites Mm. um, who are running a uh, a, a, a pedophilia ring, Mm. I think in underground caves. Um, uh, And uh, there's like, like, it's really, really widespread. And Donald Trump is leading the resistance. What? To the liberal pedophiles. That's literally, like, that's literally what the QAnon conspiracy is. Kidding me. And how does Marina Abramovic fit into it? She's a terrible artist. No, because the thing is, one of the one of the Marina Abramovic did a performance where, like, one of the one of Hillary Clinton's advisors went to this performance by Marina Abramovic, and you had to bring all these incredibly fragile performative elements. Like, you had to bring like uh, a piece of your regret, and you had to bring like a human life with yeah. you or something. And that basically, as well as that, part of like my good collaborator Angel Rose was telling me about how um, how. Uh, people are believing that Marina Abramovic is like running a satanic performance art cult. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so that much is more interesting. Basically, part of the whole QAnon yeah. like process. No, no, she's just underpaying artists. That's just that's just it. Oh my god, that's the vibe. <laughs> okay, tell me the con- tell me your conspiracy. Okay, right, the conspiracy theory begins with Angela Merkel. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, Angela Merkel is actually leading some form of resistance to this whole process and has a huge what process uh uh this inc- you know this 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 uh this new intellectual dark age like angela merkel is mm-hmm. basically right is like the like is basically like a liberal anarchist double agent 
who wow. is yeah okay right and so she is like and so she's the head of like a secret organization called striker mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and it's striker but the a at the end is a really big anarchy sign uh-huh, uh-huh. okay and it's like it striker was like formed with the finances and inheritance of all the original like anarchist russian princes uh-huh. Who like were basically like, yeah, you know, we 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 think everyone should just like self-govern, but they they appreciated that some kind of intellectual machine was mm-hmm. gonna uh be required. And who's the bad guy in the conspiracy? Uh 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 everyone currently in power in the UK and America. Okay. And also Bill Gates and Putin. Yeah. And okay. all the Russian oligarchs okay. as well. And yeah. every capitalist everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So like and then what there is, right, is that Stryker actually has uh, hundreds of bases all across the world in which they're slowly radicalizing like and like training but what they're waiting for as well is they're waiting but basically as well is that like striker understands that there's also the war of words mm-hmm. and so that as markets are so seeped into every form of our life is they're waiting for a certain tipping point mm-hmm. <laughs> to happen <laughs> and then at that moment at a UN summit Frau Merkel will reveal her true colours, assassinate all the neoliberal heads of state, and Stryker will lead the next revolution. So it's coming. That's actually, like, the highest quality conspiracy theory I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank oh. you so much for that. Oh my god, it was so good it broke my nail. Oh no. No, well, it's okay. Oh my. It was worth it. It's fine, because it's fucking... Because of the fucking uh, satanic, uh, evil... Uh, pedophile liberals who are shutting down the world with uh, corona mm-hmm. I actually ordered my own nail station so I could do my own nails oh amazing like yeah. like gel nails yes really yes I got a light so that I don't have to worry about human trafficked manicurists which okay. is not a conspiracy yeah, <laughs> that is a thing it's terrible yeah um, okay great well um, we're nails, going stop. to uh, shut off this and you're going to go and do my nails right now <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, listening listening along with us, dear listeners. It's been a pleasure to chat with you, Oozing Group. Oh my God, I love you so much, Limpy. We will see you next week with a brand new episode. Episode? Episode, Trey Chic. Of our podcast. Slurry. 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 Slurry.